That's are good. you do you know you know my uncle smiling right yeah is yeah. he related to you too i mean probably <laughs> Hello, you're listening to Four Micronations by Micronations, and May is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, and so I plan to highlight dynamic Micronations that everyone should know. So today, I have a guest named Rena. Hi. So Rena is a Micronesian and Mormon, daughter, college student, and book reading enthusiast. How else would you describe yourself? No, that's... You're... I mean, that was pretty good. I feel pretty hyped about myself. <laughs> I had to mention that you're Mormon because you're so happy to be Mormon. I'm not the best Mormon, but oh that's God. that's good. That's good. I Who like is that. the best Mormon? I know, Mormon. right? Okay, so the first question I have for you is what type of Micronesian are you? <laughs> so I'm Bangladesh. Um, yeah, what up? Um, my, my whole family was born in Bingla, but I was born in Guam. Um, my sister, the other, the, wow. Did you hear that? My Islander just came out. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) my my sister the other day said that I'm like a very Americanized Islander in the sense of like, I mean, I like respect the traditions and I, and I know them and. And I'm aware of them, but I'm very much like, because we moved here to the States, like, to the, no, like, 1999, so I grew up here. Mm-hmm. So I don't know as much as I should, and I'm very much like, I don't know, it's, like, hard to explain. Like, I, I'm very proud to be Pinkalipese, but I'm also very okay with not being the quote-unquote, like, typical Pinkalipese, whatever that means. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? So how old were you when you moved to America? I was like eight. And where did you move? Did you move straight to Iowa where you live now? No, we like lived in Texas for a couple of months and that didn't work out. And then we moved here. Well, you kind of have an interesting perspective because like your family is from an atoll, which is obviously like as like when people think Islanders, they obviously think of like, I don't know if all people think this, but a lot of people think of, like, where there's not a lot of civilization. Yeah. And Pinglap is, like, probably a more accurate portray of what they're imagining. Right. Not, like, well, at that time, when your mom was growing up, like, there wasn't, you know, like, this vast amount of, like, you know, plumbing, indoor plumbing mm-hmm. and electricity. And then it's, like, they moved to Guam, which is obviously an island still, and but it's owned by the United States, and it's a lot more westernized right right and then so it's like you kind of your family kind of has an interesting lineage of like kind of like slowly moving up to like as westernized culture yeah. as you can get from like I the know. least amount of westernized culture you can have. i know seriously i never really thought of it like that but yeah that's pretty it's accurate like one generation away from like yeah like by the time you have kids oh my goodness they'll be like completely far Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, you could probably hear my dogs. Um, but yeah, they'll be like very, like, they will not at all be like familiar with like the lifestyle your mom grew up with. I know, which is like really insane to, to think about. I feel like I almost, if I ever change my mind about having kids, sorry mom, if I ever <laughs> change my mind about that whole thing, I feel so bad for them because I like, I like my men like I like my 
my rice, you know, like the whitest of whites. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like for my kids to know those traditions and like know how to like speak and understand the language, like my mom will definitely have to teach them because I'm like, I understand it, but I do not speak it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you can hear it though. Yeah. But I don't want my See, that's good though. Yeah. But I don't want my kids to like miss out on that. So my mom is gonna either have to like be neighbors with us or just never leave. <laughs> right. She can never leave. No, because as someone who is biracial, my mom is white. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my dad didn't speak to us growing up and we weren't like super familiar with the language itself even until we got a little bit older and we started moving family members in with us and whatnot. But um I really wish we knew. Like, like we can't even hear it. Like, you can at least hear it. We can't even, you know. We just know, like, certain words, and we've learned to read body language a lot over the years. Gotcha. <laughs> does that, how does that, oh my gosh, this sounds so gross, but how does that make you feel? <laughs> like, does that, oh, I, I hate how, like, It's okay, I'm a social worker. This oh, is okay. very popular. <laughs> like, um, does that make you feel, you like, know, disconnected a little bit? Um, yeah, it does. Because even like when I went back to Micronesia and my, my aunt was like, you really need to learn. But it's really interesting because like her perspective behind that was like, anybody can talk about you when you're in the room and you won't even know that they're talking. It was more like based around, it wasn't like a cultural thing. It was more like, a gossipy what if people thing. are talking about yeah. you? Yeah. And I was like, well, if they're talking about me, do I really care what they think? Like they're, they're the pathetic type of people that just talk about you just because they think they have an upper hand on you. Like, that's really sad and pathetic. (laughs) And that's the tea. I love that so much. But, like, she was like, ooh, that's a good point. Like, she liked my answer. (laughs) But, like, for me, I was kind of sad because it's like, um, you know, something really awkward happened. Um, When they went to drop me back off at the airport, Mm -hmm. they, I cannot remember what it was, but I forgot something. And my aunt was like, I said it. I said it to your dad and you were in the room. And I was like, did you say it in English? And she's like, no. Oh. Oh. <laughs> she was so upset with me because she had said, like, oh, don't forget whatever. And I forgot. But then she realized, like, oh, yeah, Angela didn't know what I was saying. Oh, my gosh. My favorite thing is, like, being in a room with people and then they, like, talk about you assuming they, like, you don't know. And then mm-hmm. you answer, they ask a question about you to someone else and and then you answer that question and they just look like a deer in headlights and it's like I live, I live <laughs> for that moment. It's so fun. Um, this is my question about an island. If you were stranded on a deserted island and it could only have one person with you to keep you company, who would you choose? Hmm. I think I'm going to have to go with Lexi. Lexi, she's your BFF. She's my best friend. I love her so much. And she, like, gets stuff done. You know what I mean? Like, she, She and she's so dependable. And she, I don't know, when she puts her heart into something, she goes 1,000%. So if I'm going to be freaking, and I know I'm going to be useless. Like, (laughs) I've. I hate camping so much. I so I feel like she would be sane enough and productive enough for the both of us. I am so glad to hear another islander say that they hate camping. I don't get it. I don't. Seriously, I <laughs> I don't understand. You know, I used to go when I was like younger, and I think I liked it because you like anything when you're young. But the older I would get, <laughs> the less I appreciated it. Oh, same, same. I'm not a fan anymore. <laughs> 
Agreed. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. So, what would be your dream career? So, so I'm an English major, right? And yeah. so, I feel like my dream career would, because I want to go into publishing. So, if I can be like surrounded by books and like help authors especially authors who are like putting out stories that have like very diverse characters and and storylines and all that stuff I feel like that would just be the best thing I love that so do you dabble in like any type of like creative writing I I I wish I could give you a cool answer and be like oh yeah for sure but I don't (laughs) I'm definitely more so interested in the like editing and marketing and like producing stuff like side of all those things like I can't I can't write anything which is probably why I'm more interested in like finding typos and stuff but no no creating stuff well I heard I could be completely wrong but I heard that JK Rowling like Mm -hmm. the way she came up with Harry Potter was a dream yeah. Like she had a dream and was like, oh, I could make this into a book. And I'm like, how do people have things like that in their brain? She created an entire universe, or like Joss Whedon with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, how do people create like these entire <laughs> other universes? I know, right? It's so like impressive. Like my brain cannot do that. I, I, I can't even, I can't even begin to contemplate that. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so tell me something that's on your bucket list. I so like what we mentioned before. I'm I'm Mormon, right? And so yeah. I think we have about like 165 temples all around the world. Wow. And so I want to visit every one of them, but <gasps> especially like with my mom, I feel like that would be amazing. Or like if Hugh Jackman, if he wasn't married. <laughs> So like, I think that'd be amazing. Is Hugh Jackman Mormon? No, but oh yeah. my god, I feel so embarrassed that I asked that. <laughs> I would, I would do anything with Hugh Jackman. But... <laughs> Wait, are there any form- famous Mormons? I, I feel like okay. So you know, like Derek and Julianne have from like Dancing with the Stars. Oh yeah, they're Mormon. They're so cute. Yeah, and who else? Um. Oh man, this is oh um like what's that guy Donny Osmond is Mormon. Oh yeah, you know my granny. That's what I call my my white grandmother. Um, <laughs> that's my mom's mom. Nice. So she's Mormon. Oh wow. Um, yeah, but she like literally. Let me see. My granny's probably like seventy seven. So she became Mormon. She converted. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to say like five years ago. Like she's. Oh wow! So what's one thing that you cannot live without? Um, uh, I'm gonna have to follow in June's footsteps and say my phone, which is, I I want to say something super profound like my passport so I can travel the world or like (laughs) or my mom, but it's definitely my phone. Um, so the same question I asked June, do you, do you know, like how much time you spend on it a day? I don't, I don't even want to know. I feel like I would be so embarrassed, especially now that I've found TikTok. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. I'm sorry, my dog. No, you're totally fine. What is the most memorable lesson you learned from your parents? Hmm. I think they've never, there aren't any like quotes or anything that they've said. I think it's more through like example. Um, mm-hmm. Like they've always just taught me to be grateful for what we have. And which is, I don't know, which I feel like is, has shaped the way I think about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then my, um, like my dad got really sick towards the end of like his life. And he was always, always kind of wanting to like appreciate like the little things. And I, and mm-hmm. I love that. Aww. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I love whenever you post videos of you, like, doing something with your mom or talking to your mom. Your mom is hilarious. I know. <laughs> and she has no idea. <laughs> She's so funny. She's so funny. The other day, she was, like, asking me about my dating life. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to talk to you about that. <laughs> and then she's like, oh she's like, I want grandkids now. And I was like, you have, like, five other kids. So... That's so funny. Well, the pressure is on you. Oh, for sure. Exactly. Because, <laughs> like, now my older, like, my older sister has been married for, like, 10-ish years. And my brother, my older brother just got married. So now it's, like, me. And I, oh. I'm good. I have Netflix. I'm, I'm set. You know what? We, we have five kids all ranging from our late 20s to late 30s. Mm-hmm. And my dad has one grandchild. <laughs> oh, seriously? That's so funny. It's, like, crazy to think, like, you would think by now. It's, like, for so long, your parents are, like, do not get pregnant. And then I don't know when it happens, but a switch clicks where all of a sudden they're, like, when are you going to have a baby? Uh, that's, that's crazy. Especially, like, in the Mormon culture where everyone, like, gets and I lost you for a second. You said oh, the Mormon no. culture where everybody gets married? Yeah, at, like, 19. Oh, yeah. So, and that's actually very common in like Asian <laughs> culture. So you're kind of like twice, mm-hmm. you know. There's twice the pressure. Oh, for sure, which is always oh, so yeah. fun. What are you most proud of? Um, I think, I think finally, like getting over myself and getting over like my insecurities and fears about going back to school. Yay! And you look like you're having so much fun in school. Well, until this quarantine happens, but... Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, there's definitely, like, a lot of hard days, but I feel like it's so worth it, even though I'm, like, so far from home, and I feel so freaking old, because I'm, like, in classes with with, I don't know, like, 20-year-olds who have, like, three kids. You know what I mean? That so is like, crazy. Yeah, but aside from that i'm i'm so lucky i love it oh my goodness what is something that you wish for for the micronesian people um i think just to kind of echo what you and june were saying like i want them to feel represented you know i want them to feel like they can do things and go after things even if like even if micro that's not something an islander usually does you know and i want them to not feel like ashamed that they're not like other people and i want them to like feel seen and heard oh that sounds so freaking full house and i hate it but i just want like 
Micronesians to feel like they can do anything, you know? No, I love what you're saying. You know, um, when I went to Hawaii, and it's obviously different there. Everybody's brown, everybody's islander. And I think that they do have more representation than what we have more here on the, the mainland. Right. But something I was talking to them about is like, you know, um, you know, when I was growing up, I, I grew up in a predominantly white community, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I didn't, I didn't have teachers in, you know, that were Micronesian. Um, the police, like my principal wasn't Micronesian, like the police officers in the community, the firefighters, they weren't Micronesian. Um, even like when I go to my dad's house and he's in Missouri, it's the same. Like none of those people are Micronesian. But what are those people? Those are people who are, there's a power differential. They're the people in power. Right. So I think that like, although no one's telling you that, you, you really need strong parents who tell you, you can be anything you want to be. But like, exactly. if you don't have that and you're kind of reading like the, you know, the social cues of the world around you, mm. you kind of build this narrative in your head that Micronesians just aren't people in power. And if that's what you're telling yourself, it can be really damaging. Like I said, unless you have a really strong sense of self or people in your life who always told you like, you know, that's just how it is here, but that doesn't mean that there's anything limiting you. Um, So I always talk about like stuff like that too, because it's really important for Micronesians to see representation so that they, if they don't have anyone or a strong sense of self, kind of like assuring them that they can be more. You know, the world around them is not telling them that. So it's really important for us to, you know, do well also for the people younger than us because they need they need role models. Right, exactly. Like, I always felt like some type of way when, like, I would say that I'm Micronesian and then, like, the person who I'm talking with has no idea what that is or where that's at or whatever. And oh, so yeah. and so I would, like, automatically... It's such, it's such, like, an instinctual thing for me to, like be defensive about it but then I have to like backtrack and realize that like I don't talk about it as much as I should so I can't expect other people to be educated about it if I'm not willing to teach about it you know what I mean yeah like I remember going on a date uh my dating life (laughs) which is a whole other podcast but like I remember going on a date with someone and it was like going super well and then like this dude literally asked if Micronesia was in Mexico and I was like no. what I was like oh you were doing so well and then he's like Bless I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I so like I taught him about it and but I was just like man I need to do this more I need to yeah be more willing to just be like okay our traditions and and our values and things may be different and it may be awkward to talk about but I need to like get over myself and talk about it Yeah, because I guess it's like, you know, unless you, you know, you don't know what you know until you know. Exactly. Exactly. So, like, I guess, like, at least he's asking, you know? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, he was doing so well. (laughs) You were doing so well. Oh, my goodness. Um, What is the most ridiculous way that you've ever been injured? I, man, so I... I had like my my hand out the window. We were like riding in a car. I was I was on another date. Oh man. Anyway, and your so, dating life is rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just quoted my mom. That's cool. And so and and so like I had my hand like kind of like you know how you have it sticking out of the window and you kind of like rest it on the roof a little bit like on the rim yeah. of the window. And like we got out to go or we were going to eat dinner. 
as you do and so he rolls up the window and like I didn't move my hand in time so he just like closed it and then so my fingers are just kind of like you know being losing odds feeling and I and so he like got out of the car and he's like walking towards the restaurant and I just sat there because I was like what do I do what do I do and he just like looks back realizing that I'm not with him and then he like runs back to the car and he's like, why didn't you say anything? And my fingers were like super swollen. I was going to ask you, wasn't it painful? You didn't yeah. like yell? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you were so calm. <laughs> I was in, in, internally screaming, but I should have screamed. And we're down to the final question. Oh, wow. Are you prepared? Like mentally? For sure. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. What's the most interesting Micronesian superstition that you're familiar with? I like what what's that one where like if you come home late, maybe my my siblings are just totally BSing me. But like, <laughs> so you like if you come home late, you have to like walk around the house or outside of the house like six times or something. So like ghosts don't follow you in the house. Is that real? I don't know. I've never heard that one. That's why I, I really wanted to ask the question too, because I'm like, I kind of want to hear more superstition. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have no. And then there was another one where, like, if you're again walking home late because no one has seen Law and Order and they don't walk in groups, but it's fine. But like, you're walking home late, and if you feel someone like behind you, you like, <laughs> you like bend over and look through your legs. And if you don't see their feet, then that means they're like floating and they're like ghosts. Oh my goodness. Yours are like creepy ghost stories. Right. Or like you if it's late at night, you like don't look up in the trees cuz like if because people, you know, like sadly like hang themselves and like if those people if you look up in the trees, you might see them and then they might like try to persuade you to hang yourself too. Isn't that the <gasps> darkest thing? Oh man, that is dark. Wow. Uh, we have to see if those things are true because um that's that's terrifying yeah i'm trying to think like because you know i shared quite a few that i knew but i like i can't think of any other superstitions offhand but i know that there's a lot of superstition mm-hmm. um or just like things that people don't get like i know like when i was growing up like we were told that like, girls shouldn't sit on like you know like the coolers where you put like your, your right pop. yeah you were told that too yeah Okay, yeah, and then, you know, like, I would try to explain it to my American friends, and I'm like, you know, because it's not classy, and they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, that's pretty much everything. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for, like, for asking me. I was so nervous. I was like, damn, June has set the bar. What am I going to (laughs) say? I was so nervous, but I'm glad I did You know what? I would, if I were, like, you did phenomenal, but I totally get where, like, you're like your concern comes in because June is like the most charming person that anyone's ever met. I know. I love him. Like if you don't like Isamo Jr., like you might be the devil. <laughs> but like no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> I feel that. Is there anything that you would love to tell people about like shows to watch, books to read, podcasts to listen to, anything like that? Um... I've been listening to like the Office Ladies podcast. Ooh, that pops up on recommended podcast for me, so it's good. 
it's so good. It's it's very nostalgic, and I love that. Did, and did then, they ever have Mindy Kaling come on as a guest? Not yet, but they say that they will. She's like so. the most important person I've ever seen in Hollywood. So. <laughs> I mean, understandable. And then for like my my friend Peter, he writes a lot of pieces about like politics and you know fun things like that. And I need to like be better about about being more educated about things that are going on in our country and so he and he is such a wordsmith and I love reading his pieces maybe I'm biased because we're friends but like if y'all follow me on twitter I shared his page you're welcome in advance it's amazing so that sets me up perfectly um would you like to plug your facebook instagram twitter what are your handles (laughs) well you're that's awesome um my twitter is books and mac and that is also my instagram i dear god please don't find my tiktoks like please for the both of us do not find my tiktok (laughs) so how do you spell books and mac on instagram and twitter so b-o-o-k-s-a-n-d-m-a-k okay perfect because some people might spell mac wrong so oh yeah i know (laughs) Oh, any books I know that you're an avid reader any books that you would highly recommend I my go-to is like Simon versus the homo sapiens agenda it is such a beautiful book I gave it like that is just my book that I give to people because I love it so much and it's a movie like have you heard of love Simon yeah yeah it's that it's that it's that book it's so beautiful and uh I can't say enough enough good things about it. And that's how I feel about Rainbow Ro- Rowell. Rowell. Yeah, like, she's a good one too. As an author, like if someone's like, "Who do you recommend I read?" I'm like, "Oh my goodness!" I I was a I don't think anyone else feels this way, but I thought her strongest book was um, Eleanor and Park. I respectfully oh. disagree, but see, I think everybody <laughs> disagrees with me, not just you. I love that book. Have you Have you read Fangirl though? I have. I that has a special place in my heart because I read that before I like went out to BYUI and I was like, I I feel it. You know what? I still haven't read Attachments and it's on my list of books to read though. You know, spoiler, it's not that good. But that's just my <gasps> Really? I did not I remember like maybe 40, 50 pages in and I'm like, ugh. See, the synopsis sounded so fascinating. Yeah, that's what I thought. And and then you read it and you're just like, man, like if I had to describe that book, I would just be like, this is so anticlimactic. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm not editing any of this part of the conversation out because I want anybody else who is listening to know that we love books. <laughs> I love them so much. We need to talk about this stuff more. I know. I love well, I love YA books as an adult woman. I I cannot I cannot agree with you more okay well I will let you be but thank you again so much for joining me and I will try to edit this the best I can and get it up as quickly as possible because I want to get as many people in this month as I can for AAPI Heritage Month perfect thank you so much for asking me to be on it I heart you I heart you too I'll talk to you later (laughs) Bye. bye